Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open podcast, the podcast open to everyone uh, except for the WWE. They can fuck off because I am short, I am overweight, and I am over 30. They can fuck themselves. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes, we swear on this podcast, everyone, and we are a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast. We're going to cover some shows today, but first, uh, I am your host, Luke, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Luke. Hello to the listeners, and um, goodbye to all those folks that got fired from WWE. That sucks. I mean, in particular... I feel bad for Anthony Henry, man. The guy got signed and moved his whole family to Florida. And six months later, they're like, nah, you're old. And uh, that's shitty. Um, those guys are assholes. And, you know, it makes you wonder, though, what's going on here? Something's going on. Something's going on. But I do know that uh, one of the New Japan Pro Wrestling shows that came that was held in Australia, I can't remember if it was the televised one or the one before that, had a wrestler named Jonah Rock on it, who is Bronson Reed, or was, mm -hmm. I guess, in NXT. And, yeah, he moved all the way from bloody Australia and stuff, I think, or New Zealand. I can't remember which country. But, yeah, that's quite a bloody move. And you're fired. Get out of here. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know what they're doing. And I don't care what they're doing because I don't watch their shit. But <laughs> Fair enough. But, uh, you know, if, if you follow any wrestling on the Tweety, you know, you're going to hear all this kind of stuff. But, yeah, yeah that, just, that shit just blew my for, mind, that whole over 30, got to have movie star looks, must look like he could main event WrestleMania. What the fuck? I mean, you know, if we go through a list of people that have main event in WrestleMania, I'm sure we're going to find someone who's over 30. <laughs> there um and i'm sure you know i'm sure we're gonna find people that aren't six feet in there at some point so what are they doing like they keep bringing back over 30s to do their freaking title matches like what are they oh, never mind yes but we are a new japan <laughs> podcast and we're going to cover some shows which i am calling super junior summer struggle and uh so we'll cover super junior tag league as well as some other bits and bobs of it recommends which were two Hangman Page matches. Got a bit of impact talk. We got an email and voice email from Mr. Mr. Ian, which reminds me, Mr. Andy, that people can contact us and interact with us if they wish. And you should praise me for remembering that. And uh, you should praise me for remembering to tell you to praise me as well. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> praising shit. <laughs> you can contact us on the Tweety. Uh, I am at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Andy is at Drusifer Tweets, and we are collectively at Never Open Pod. And if you want to send a voicey email or a written email, uh, we are Never Open Pod at gmail.com. And, and before I let you get a word in, Mr. Andy, I will say we're doing this episode a little different this week because yeah. it's evening for me and it's good all morning for you. Yeah, it makes more sense this way, too, because I'm more of a morning person and you're not. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, if I fuck up, that, then I have an excuse. So here we are. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. I'm, I'm dropping bombs. Excuse me, I'm going to cough. <coughs> Excuse me. So you're, you're, you're pooping every day, oh, all yeah. day? All day, every day. Wow, uh, okay. It's healthy. I, I mean, lot, yeah. so it makes sense that I'd poop a lot as well. It's just, 
it's just science, man. Like, come on. I, I recommend a high fiber diet. Um, you know, that's that's good, especially as you get older. It makes the poop come out easier. And uh, you know, until I discovered fiber in my uh, mid thirties, I thought it just was supposed to hurt all the time when you pooped. You know, and then I realized, oh, it's my stomach's not supposed to always hurt. Oh, okay. So what you're telling me, Mr. Andes, that you're a taught us. <laughs> 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 all right so how do you want to start this man should i just get uh impact out of the way yeah let's get rid of impact because yeah yeah let's all start right. we you know i i was just tweeting this morning about how the ancient romans like whenever they didn't like something they just chuck it in the tiber river like you don't like this uh, statue of some uh, dead guy that that people don't like anymore chuck it in the tiber don't like your local politician kill him cut his body up chuck it in the tiber so like uh, impact wrestling chuck it in the fucking tiber fair enough but before you do that after stabbing it and throwing it in the river let me just say that it was chris bay versus juice robinson so we got uh, david finley coming out with juice and uh uh, switchblade coming out for Chris Bay. So it's about a nine minute segment all up, including intros and all this kind of stuff. So it's pretty short. So both guys get a just get a lot of their shit in, really. There's no real that much selling or anything like that. It's still pretty pretty fun. Like Jay causes a distraction, which means like Finley gets involved and so he and Finley start fighting. And as they're fighting uh, Chris Bay hits on Juice Robinson, the art of finesse, or as Kozlov would call it, the art of finesseful. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he gets the pin over Juice Robinson. Chris Bay and Jay kind of make the escape, and they're at the top of the ramp. And Switchblade gives him a Bullet Club shirt. So there you go. Yeah, this is all stuff that was taped like a month and a half ago. Wait, did I say Chris Bay gives him a Bullet Club shirt? I meant Jay White. You know what I mean. Jay White. No, you said you said it right. Um, All right, cool. So that's a thing that happened. I, I miss Jay White in New Japan. I don't yeah. care about him in America, but whatever. Uh, I mean, G One's starting soon. He'll be back, and you know we'll be good. I'm just uh, bitchy right now, and we will be a little bitchy on this episode, but we're also, I, yeah. I don't know. I think, I think he might, I might surprise you with some of the things I like this week. And I have a feeling there's a few matches. We're going to have absolutely nothing to say about. All, so. well, I can think of three off the top of my head. Mr. Andy, like, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, pretty much every opening match on the, on all of the cards, pretty much <laughs> all those matches yeah. made me want to gouge my eyes out and beg, beg the two young lions to come back. Uh, so, uh, We'll get to those, or or we won't, because we'll just skip them. But do we want to do uh, some strong? Yeah. Well, before we talk about strong, um, or before we let Ian talk about strong, let's talk yes. about what's going on with it. So the resurgence show sold out, which is great. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's good news. And you know, we might go over the card a little later on. There's been a match added that is fucking weird, um, but it'll be interesting. And um, we also have um, strong tapings going on afterwards. And and there's like one night in like LA, I think. And then like one night in like Las Vegas or something. I might be wrong about those, but then there's two nights at the ECW arena. And usually when these kind of like tapings go on, it's like three to four episodes a night that they'll do. So that means we're going to be 
in like the ECW arena for fucking like three months or two months or something like that. So it's good to hear the excitement from Ian right now. (laughs) It's good that we're going to get fans. That's true. For the shows. However, um, we're going to be like, like three weeks into it. Like, okay, let's fucking, you know, come on, let's do something. I'm, I'm very interested to see which ring they travel with. Cause as we saw last time they were in the ECW arena, they had like the CZW ring there. So we'll see what happens. And hopefully they bring a real new Japan ring. What's going to happen is like Jay White going to like film all those shows. And then whilst the, you remember when ALP hadn't even finished airing his shows and Kent hadn't finished airing his episodes for strong and he was already in Japan and stuff. Yeah. They don't care about that. I don't know. It's, it's, Strong's a separate thing, but it's not. Uh, I wish it was a separate thing that didn't involve my never open title, goddammit, but that's the world we live in. All right, so here's Ian with the New Japan Strong Review. Hi, Luke and Andy. This is Ian with another New Japan Strong Review. One week past tab team turbulence, two weeks ahead of resurgence, we're into the no man's land of New Japan Strong. If this week's show had turned out to be bad, I was going to call it New Japan's Taint, but it actually turned out it was pretty good. We start off well with a young lion stepping in a ring with a fresh face as Kevin Knight takes on Alexander James. I was only passingly familiar with James going into this, and on the basis of this match I want to see more. He's got a very enjoyable combat sports oriented style that's got some real European inflection suitable for a guy who, it turns out, has been working for WXW. Paired with Knight's physicality, this turned into a really solid match. I'm starting to get a sense of New Japan Strong's house style, and I quite like it. Hard hitting from the Shibata Dojo training, but with some shoot fighting influence from people like Lawler and now from Alexander James. I look forward to seeing more of him as he looked strong in victory here. Keeping our eye on the Young Lions, we get Alex Coughlin and Ren Narita against Rocky Romero and Fred Rosser, and I know what you're thinking. Enjoyably physical match where the Young Lions show heart but then lose comfortably, right? Actually, there's something more interesting here. At some point quite early in this match, Narita starts to feel disrespected by Rosser, and from then on everything Narita does has a bit of extra sauce on it, which gives the match actual emotion. On the other side of the team, Coughlin shows power and skill hampered by inexperience. A decreasing amount of inexperience, it has to be said. In their exchanges, Rocky was having to get sneakier and sneakier to stay ahead. This gives us the story of Coughlin and Narita feeling like they have something to prove, and the veterans, especially Fred Rosser, being all too willing to be the proving ground. The veterans still win, of course, but after the bell... Narita gets up in Ross's face with a look that gave me chills. Ren Narita is New Japan to his core, and I think he might be about to discover the killer inside. In our main event, the West Coast Wrecking Crew faced off against Danny Limelight and J.R. Kratos. Obviously, the parts of this match with Danny Limelight in were great. He's fast, he's fluid, he's a great chain wrestler, and he is such a little asshole. That comes as no surprise, so... Let me lead on to the bit that may shock you. Are you ready? Kratos was pretty good in this match. Not great, haven't gone insane or had a head injury or anything, but he did the things he does that looks good, and then got out of Limelight's way for the rest. There's a spot where Kratos just 
throws Limelight in the air to hit a double stomp, and it looked amazing. And shortly after that, he does a very nice prone deadlift suplex, and then largely he gets out of there. This is an exciting, even match, with both sides getting credible-looking two counts, and clearly fighting hard for that three. Ultimately, Limelight and Kratos grab victory, but it was a great example of a good match elevating everyone involved. And the story continued post-match as Tom Lawler came out and praised the West Coast Wrecking Crew for their performance, and then offered them places on Team Filthy. Normally this would just be a nice story moment, but there's a real piece of unintended drama here. Lawler says there are spaces on Team Filthy because he got rid of Chris Dickinson and got rid of Rust. This was recorded weeks, maybe months ago, but it just so happened to air within a couple of hours of WWE releasing a whole bunch of NXT talent, including former New Japan Strong regulars Alex Zane and Rust Taylor, formerly of Team Filthy. They obviously hadn't planned it, but it was a really nice story beat that New Japan could pick up on here. I was going to say that compared to last week, this was a good show, but actually I'm going to lose the qualifier. This was a good show, full stop. Every match introduced someone or furthered a story, and even Kozlov was on his best behaviour this week. Add crowds to this product and you've got yourself a show. Thanks guys, and until next week, keep it strong. Wow. So that sounded like it was pretty good. I'm not going to watch yeah. it. No. I'll check out the first couple of fans. I'm not saying I'll be like, hey, let's proper properly cover it, because like, I'll steal Ian's job, and I don't want to do that. But no. I'll check them out, at least, with the fans. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely – I mean, I'm interested to watch Resurgence. We'll be watching that live, I'm sure. It's on 11 yeah. p.m. my time, so New Japan uh... – doesn't want me to sleep ever apparently <laughs> they're like you can't sleep at night you can't sleep in the morning you can't sleep any time of day so um well, except in the sleep. middle of the day when I'm... I, I will tell you though like i know it's not in our purview but it, but uh, they'll probably mention resurgence anyway but uh saturday for you so friday for you saturday for me is like the first rampage in chicago it might be big oh yeah yeah I heard that you can watch it on Fight too. They've added it yeah. or whatever, so you're yeah. good. Yeah, um, yeah, I found that out I'm, today. May or may not watch that, but probably not. Uh, anyway, Just, um, but uh, but I did watch a independent wrestling show this week. So um, <clears throat> Unsanctioned Pro, who is kind of one of those places that I still want to go because I love them and they've done everything to, you know they're doing it right. I'll just put it that way. So they're, they're making an effort not to book people that are awful and stuff like that. So um, we went up to Columbus, me and my buddy, John, and uh, we uh, saw a wrestling show and like, it's kind of hard to explain, but like there's been unsanctioned pro shows during the pandemic. However, most of them were, were joined with another promotion or in a spot that is not their hometown. So this time, they you you get you get that candy out of the wrapper there. Oh sorry, you got it. You got it? Yeah, okay. yeah. Just want to make sure you get that out of the wrapper. Um, because <laughs> I, I have a pile of candy wrappers sitting right here hey, from all the time Andy, I'm eating candy. Can you talking. shut yep. up? I'm trying to listen to your story. <laughs> so, anyways, 
so we so we went up there and this is one of the first unsanctioned pro shows where it's just unsanctioned pro alone no other promotions just doing their thing in columbus and uh you know we went to it and it was a special night as it's been many times uh our guy lexus montez won his match by ref stoppage because he just knocked this dude out which is awesome nice. and um <clears throat> you know and there there was all kinds of fun shenanigans but it like you know <sighs> Like, I've had a small part in building the community up there, you know? Like, some of the wrestlers are up there because, you know, of things I've done and some of the, like, you know, fans and whatnot. And it's, like, it's so fun to, like, be a part of a community. And, like, I was able to do that this weekend, which is really hard to do these days. So, it was fun. Like, the people that are always super drunk were super drunk. And, like, you know, and, like, I don't know. It just – it was it was the first time that it felt like home again at a wrestling show. And it was awesome. And it was so much fun. And uh, if you watch the show on independent wrestling television, which – fuck them. But I guess that's the only way you can watch the show. Um, you know, you'll, you'll get a little surprised in the first couple matches. I'm not going to say what, but you'll get a little surprised and you definitely want to check that out if you're a fan of this show. So, uh, fun stuff in there. And, um, we had a, a, a change of title and you'll like the story. Uh, so there's a guy named, um, uh, ever cross who's been the unsanctioned pro champion for a while. And he's a fun wrestler. He's like one of these guys where every one of his moves looks like it's unsafe, but it isn't. And it's just awesome that way because he just, he does pile drivers mostly. And it's like, man, he's killing guys, but he's not, you know, and it's awesome. So he fought a guy named Cole Radrick and Cole Radrick is like one of these guys that it makes no sense that he's not signed yet. Like he is awesome. And I've seen his whole run pretty much. And I love Cole. I also love booing him, even though everyone loves him. I love to be the the guy that's like, fuck Cole and everything. And so he won the title and um, it was pretty cool, special moment. And after the match, I went up to him and he showed me this other belt that he has. And this is New Japan related. You'll like this. It's a giant star. And I'm like, what the fuck is this thing? And he's like, oh, this is the Texas Lone Star Championship. And I was like, oh, so you're the only. Cooler than the. uh... Uh, but did it look cooler than the uh, certain other title that a certain other idiot? Well, I don't. I'm not calling your guy an idiot. I'm calling Chase an idiot. Is it a little cooler than the Texas idiot. belt? Yeah, Cole's an idiot too. But yeah, uh, it is way cooler. And um, oh, yeah. it's it, it's a giant star. Like I said, there's actually a picture on um, our uh, our Twitter of me and Cole, and you know, stating my joke that I just made. And uh, you'll uh, you'll see that the the belt is not only cool, but it's also super fucking dangerous because the points on the stars are very, very sharp. And um, you got to be careful. But that's the only Texas champion I recognize. Um, I just wanted to throw that out there. So fun time and unsanctioned pro. Check that out when it's on IWTV. I think you can watch it for free with uh, code unsanctioned, but don't pay independent wrestling television any money because they're assholes. OK, you, you heard it there first. Unless somebody else told you that, then you didn't hear it here first. Somebody else told you. I think that that's how it goes. Oh, well, it sounds like you <laughs> that is how it works. Had a pretty cool time, and you met a cooler Texas champion. And I had to watch. Uh, how many shows are we doing? Three, <clears throat> four. Really? Oh yeah, it yep. is too. Oh wow. Okay, are you ready? Are oh, yeah. you ready? All right, dude. Um, so here we go. Was that was that supposed to be Michael Buffer? Yeah, is it really bad? I hope so. It was really bad. Like, 
<laughs> like, wow, like you didn't even try. Like, what happened? Dude, my wife's gone to bed. I'm not going to go like. <laughs> Are I'm, you I'm ready? Go. Yeah. Wake if, up. It was, if it was the morning, I, I, I'd do it. But uh, so if anyone reminds me, uh, otherwise I'll probably forget. Hey, just yes, remember, let's... everybody, Michael Buffer rules. Fuck Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer's a piece of shit. I've never heard of Bruce Buffer. That's how much he sucks. Yeah, he does the UFC. That's the barometer. If I don't know who you are, you automatically. He's uh, he's the UFC announcer, and he he like fucking struts around in the cage like like he's gonna fight. (laughs) Fuck you, dude. Just wait for someone to give him a roundhouse, I. (laughs) I wish. Oh my god, I wish that would be awesome. (laughs) All right, so here we here we go. We got uh, we got uh, Super Junior Summer Struggle Night One. We're at Corican for three shows, and then we're at the Budokan, which yeah. uh, was nice to see, a different venue. All right, so we start off with Hiroshi Tenzan, Toki Mark Bay, Toriano versus Jado, Chase Owens, and... <sighs> Ijiro. We'd throw him in the Tiber River, you know? <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> Look, um... There's not much to say about this match, dude. Uh, fair play, you know, punch on the in the nuts on Jado for the win by Yano. And uh, yeah, they're trying what, to make each other say "I quit." That's the only thing. Yeah. Just... Yep. So, I just want to just just a quick ask to, from from me to you, Mister Andy. Yes. Who started the "I quit" shenanigans? Who started them? I don't know. I'm so confused because I watched these shows all out of order. Um, uh, okay. And uh, because I missed the first two live and I had to go back and watch them and then I watched the second two and, I, and it's confusing. So I'm not sure. All I know is why is this a thing? All right. So we'll, we'll get into this a little later, but I, I am almost, almost 100 percent certain about 90 something. Right. So that's almost uh, anyone listening can uh, tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, Send uh, all your uh, corrections to at Drusa for tweets. Please. So uh, <clears throat> my th- my theory is that, well, I think it's Chase that brought up the I quit stuff, which makes yeah. what happens later on in on night four really hurts my brain and makes me want to, like, uh, scream and have a go at Chase. And I'm going to do that. But uh, let's get into the second match because I don't want to talk about that first match anymore. No, you got nothing out of it. All right, so we got Tomo Akihoma and the Chaos Boys, Goto Ishii and Yoshihashi versus all of LIJ. And I thought this was fine. I liked seeing uh, Ishii and Sonata mix it up, and there's Naito trolling Yoshihashi quite a bit, which is uh, always funny. But I knew Honma was losing, so I was kind of like, hurry up, I want the <laughs> tournament to start. So uh, Skull End by the Cold Skull. Sonata and Ishii crush it in this match. They, I mean, they have just like a yes, tremendous dude. exchange. It's as good as it gets. And um, he also slows down and has a decent exchange with Hanma, which was very interesting. I was like, oh, you can slow down and, and actually make Hanma look good in a tag match. But in a singles match, fuck Hanma. Throw him in the tiger. Yeah, huh? yeah exactly. Oh, fuck. Now is I there, have is a, there a... Is there a river worse than the Tiber? Because I think Sonata put Hanma in that one. What's the the Yangtze River? That's the one that floods constantly in China, and like uh, their whole society was like based on like trying to figure out how to not die from flooding. So that one, there you go, Yangtze River. All right, cool. 
Hey, uh, so I have I have a nickname for uh, one of the teams in the next uh, match. What do you think? So it's it's Dick Togo, and um, <laughs> and uh, Gato, and my nickname for him is Blacksmith Dick. All right, I was just going by Far East connection, but I like yours better. <laughs> I don't know why it's funny. I don't know why. So they call the. Uh, the other team, Flying Tigers, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I can go with that. So that's our first match, yeah. Mr. Andy. Flying Tigers versus, um, what was it, Blacksmith Dicks? Blacksmith Dick. Singular. Oh, right. Singular. you got to get that right. Yeah, so that's our first important. match. Uh, I managed to uh, keep score, Mr. Andy, so I'll be able to tell, say what the points are. I should always just write them down, even if, like, you know, who cares? I just want to see wrestling matches. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here we go. Eagles and Tiger. Uh, how do Eagles and Tigers start out hot? Ah, it's Togo. Eagles and Togo start pretty hot. Uh, I like, like their uh, stereo kicks that... Oh, no, yeah, it is Eagles and Tiger. Why am I fucking... Yeah, my notes. I, I, thought, it was, I thought you, you, didn't, you didn't do good in the morning. I thought that's what it was. That's, yeah, that was your shut up. Report. <laughs> Get out of here. You know, I didn't say I was perfect in the evening. But, uh, yeah. All right, you got me. But, yeah, Eagles and Tigers started pretty hot because they started stereo kicking uh, Gato, which is pretty fucking cool. Love seeing him get beat up. Uh, then there's does this uh, uh, fucking uh, – man, this is funny. Uh, Eagles drop toeholds Gato right into uh, Togo's dick. So uh, there you go. <laughs> that was pretty funny. There's, like, this gnarly-looking DDT by Gato onto Eagles. And I, I like his selling too, uh, Mr. Eagles. I think he's pretty good. But uh, yeah, this is fucking even Tiger. See, it's just a silly tournament. Like it's just tag league. But here you go, Tiger's doing suicide dives into Dick Togo. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Gato defends like that turbo backpack by an eye gouging, as as you do. Uh, missile drop kick to Gato's leg, then a Ron Miller special. So flying Tigers at two. And uh, Blacksmith Dick at uh, zero. My notes say the Paul Lind special. That's what they say. Let's just. Yeah. So the, the, you know, Eagles and Tiger Mask, they have like a ton of these cool like tag team moves and they just like bust them out immediately. Like, hey, this is what we do as a tag team. Check it out. And mm-hmm. I like to establish that. We also have hilarious, long, fun stoling from uh, Blacksmith Dick, which I like that. Um, we had Gato busting out the belt and whipping Tiger Mask with the belt, which was very much good times. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like I said, Paul in special. Yeah, I, I thought this was really fun. And um, it was a great way to open the tournament. You had kind of a favorite to win. Ver- well, sort of. But verse- you have someone who could win versus someone who's absolutely not going to win. So it's a good way to kind of like get a win for the, you know, for the Tiger Mask team and, and go from there. Now, I do... I do have something. You mentioned that um, Robbie Eagle's selling is very good. His his physical selling is very good. I kind of am not cool with this face he makes. Have you you know what I'm talking about? The 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 I'm hurt face. What is this? Come on, it's like goofy. <laughs> it's because Australians don't feel pain. Oh, is that what it is? And he's pretending yeah. to pretend. Is that what it is? Okay. We get desensitized to pain because of all the spider and snake bites. 
That's right. Yeah, from a ba- I heard from a baby when you guys are raised in the pouch of a kangaroo, um, they keep snakes down in there that, that bite you the whole time. So that, that way you're strong and you can drink lots of beer when you get older. Yeah, that is true. Obviously, you've uh, you've read a couple books about Australia. Oh, uh, oh, just, oh yeah. Also, books, you have. I forgot the way that you get to the kangaroo. So there's like this mama kangaroo. It's like the kangaroo yeah. king. And basically a dingo so the mom kangaroo you. is a king. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. And uh, you, you steal a dingo steals you when you're a baby and takes you to the kangaroo. It's amazing how that, uh, that Chamberlain story is like famous. <laughs> <around the world. laughs> Fucking dingo stole my baby. <laughs> there it is. Awesome. There you go. Just for you. I'm not doing shrimp on the barbie. You can fuck off. We call them prawns here. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we got uh weight of the ass masters next versus katamaro and el desperado it's a typical suzuki good start and uh you notice that uh el desperado and katamaro giving uh, a look bit to taichi before the match did you notice that yeah I, like i don't know maybe i'm reading into it he's on commentary of course they're going to acknowledge him but i'm just like What's this Tai Chi Goon business? Are we getting any more of this? Like, is this bullshit? Well, or like... Oh, what, what happened was is they were posing for a picture because Tai Chi was stealing Hiromu's gimmick and he was posting pictures of all the wrestlers just like Hiromu did the other day. So they were posing for a picture for him and they wanted to look all tough. Right. Well, it worked. They're, they're pretty tough. So uh, there you go. All right. Maybe I was just reading too much into it, but I want to know what's going on. This is, it really feels like Suzuki's taking a bit of a uh, backseat. I don't know. Maybe he's winding down. I don't know. What do you reckon? I don't know. I mean, like, it's it's clear to me that, like, the leaders of these groups, you know, are stepping back and the younger, you know, somewhat younger generation is stepping forward. I mean, you know, Yoshihashi and Goto are kind of like leading chaos now and, like, you know, fucking uh, Shingo is leading, uh, you know, LIJ now. And so, yeah, I think there's a changing of the guard happening. But Okada's like 10 years younger than Goto. Yeah, I know. I Maybe I shouldn't have thrown in that younger generation thing, but like other generation. How about that? There you go. The other guys. Yes, yes. A, 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 a dingo stole... Uh, Goto's baby. <laughs> I don't know why. But not Goto himself, so that was an evil dingo. Oh, guess where he's going? Fucking Tiber. <laughs> of course he <laughs> All right, so th- th- it must be a night of fucking drop toe holds and shit too because there's a, a drop toe hold by uh, Lato onto Kanemaru right into Taguchi's bum, of course. Oh. Yeah. Where else would you drop toe hold someone during a Taguchi match? It has to be his well, bum. If it's Goto into the Tiber. All right. <laughs> Hang out on the beach and get him to run at you. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought this was I thought this was a really cool match. And you know, I, I know we all wanted the mega coaches and stuff, but I think the Ass Masters were really good fun. 
And I actually thought Waito was going to eat this, but uh, Katamaro uh, sneaks a pin in onto Gucci near the end. Well, at the end, I guess, not near the end. Uh, Katamaro and El Desperado, they don't have a team name, uh, but they're at two and Ask Masters at zero. Yeah, their team is Suzuki Goon, is the name oh, of the yeah. team. And they, uh, right. they're part you know, of they don't have, yeah. yeah, they don't have a second uh, name, you know, because maybe we can make one up for them. But um, I mean, the, the I, dangerous I, techers have it. Never mind. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they have a second name, like I said. So, um, you know, uh, Watto in this match, that's kind of who I'm focusing on when I'm watching these kinds of matches is like Watto. And like he's very hit and miss like he does stuff that's awesome and then he just botches other stuff you know what i mean and it's like you know i i think i don't remember if it was this match or the other one where he runs and does his torneo like uh splash mm. on the outside and he just doesn't rotate at all he just <laughs> it's like what happened man and uh <laughs> kind of like he bumps harder than the guy who's taking the move and i don't know it's just kind of like all right it's typical Watto, and i think that's something we're going to see throughout his career until he becomes you know, the grandmaster or whatever, but this was fun. I don't have a ton to say about it. I am. I, I hate to say this guys later on. I may change my mind. I will change my mind, but right now in this match, I'm just bored of Suzuki Goon. I'm, I'm so tired of seeing that, that tag team. They're fine, whatever, but they, they get better as it goes on. I tell you what, I really like El Desperado and Kanemaru. He does some pretty cool shit in these few shows. I always felt like I was ready for El Desperado to move up as the singles guy. Yeah. And you just have Katamaro and Doki. What's that wrong with that? Much, I think. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. You know. Yeah. I guess There's, the idea, the reason why they didn't do that in this tournament, though, is because El Desperado and Katamaro are like the spoiler. They're like the, you know, one of the favorites that could spoil this whole thing for the other favorites. And so yeah. that's the whole point of them being in this, this turn. This tournament is very simple storyline wise. And it's kind of like, come on, New Japan, you can do better than this, you know? Yeah. Did have a kind of low key feel, didn't it? Yes. That's, yeah. But all right. So we got our next match. Rapongi 3K with their awful fucking jazz music, so I hope they break up, versus <laughs> versus Shredder and El Fantasmo. Now, uh, Bullet Club ask for a timeout, which is, uh, you know, fair enough. So Red Shoes gives them one, which is a nice 20. So that's pretty fun. Pretty fun. But, uh, look, I thought I felt like this match was short. Hmm. Um, only that, I, maybe I was just really drunk or something else at the time, but I thought it was kind of short because it was... When it started, it wasn't too far away from um, 9.30, or at least my time, because these shows, you know, are choric in two hours every time, right? So I don't know. I've, it's, it's felt a little short to me, but uh, it ends the way I wanted it to because there's only one guy in this match that I want to see get pinned, and it's Yo. So uh, <laughs> bl bloody cross on Yo, and then uh, ELP gives him some kind of fucking reality check on the mic afterwards. Ouch. Yeah, um, this was 15.26 is what the time was. Oh, wow. So, I mean, you know, it wasn't short. It wasn't long. Um, <clears throat> but the first five minutes of this match are, like, as good as it gets. I mean, it's fucking awesome. I mean, just so good. We got, like, you know, basically we have the bad guys feeding in for Rapongi 3K to do all their cool shit. And they have a lot of cool shit that they do. Mm, they and do. it's fantastic. Um, but to me, like show is the star of the match. 
when ELP is not. And the story of the match, though, is can Yo contribute? And he does. Uh, when he and ELP are in there, it's great. And ELP bumps like a maniac and hits some like dope offense, like a sweet Liger bomb and all kinds of shit. Show keeps having to save Yo, though, like constantly. He does it like six times in the match, and it's like yeah. excessive, you know, on purpose. And um, and finally, you know, ELP hits a sweet moonsault off the top to the floor that keeps Show busy while, uh, you know, Ishimori can uh, take care of Yo. Um, Yo is, uh, I, I like that they've leaned into the storyline where Yo sucks because it's real and yeah, he does suck. And so like, yep. this is great. And, and show shining in these matches and saving his friend. I mean, how, how long is he going to do that for before he gets tired of it? You know, that's <laughs> right. Great. And joins the empire or Suzuki Goon or something. Yeah, man. Or LJ or something else. Yeah. Oh shit. For reals. They need a new member, and they need a junior. So I mean, Bushi could be in this tournament, and I know he's getting like a caveat instead, which is, hey, we're just gonna book you like super strong against heavyweights. But I mean, like title match, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's 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 getting that. That's like basically a caveat, like I said. So poor Doki. Yeah, no caveats. Yeah, I I think I have a note of something. So so that's why I keep bringing it up. Yeah, and I, he was on commentary for one of these nights. I think I have some notes about that. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. All right. So let's do it. Oh, by the way, the champs have got two points and Rapongi 3K at zero. And here we are, night two of Super Junior Summer Struggle. We've got Honma, Yano, and Makabe versus Chase, Jado, and... <sighs> Fucking Jiro. <laughs> This match sucks. Uh, dude, it just does. Uh, low blow by Chase on Yano. And not on Yano, on Honma. What am I yeah. talking about? Honma gets pinned here, of course. And, uh, yeah, that's all I want to say about that. Are you ready to move on? Uh, one thing from this match, future bald ref takes a nasty bump in this match. He gets pushed into the ropes and his face just smears against the top and the second and the bottom rope as he falls. Oh, <laughs> like, he did the three Ow. fucking rope bounce. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> that was really funny. That's uh, that's above and beyond a chump bump. Yes. Like, yes. Like, that's some improv shit. Like what's going oh, on? Oh, man. I can't wait to talk about Suzuki and Chumpy in one of your in your recommends. So I cannot wait to talk. Oh my god! Yes, please. I can't wait to do that too. But I actually have notes for the next match because I thought it was awesome, and it's Kojima with the Chaos Boys versus all of Lij. <clears throat> and I was like, uh, Chaos Boys and Honma, eh? Chaos Boys with Mr. Bread though. Ah, let's see what okay. we got here. But uh, I I was I I was so stupid because I'm like Bread's here, you're fucked, Bushi, and I'm like, wait, Bushi's getting a title shot. No, no, no. Oh shit, Mr. Bread's losing his isn't he? Yeah. But I still thought it was pretty awesome. Like, so I, I like seeing Kojima and Shingo mixing up the start. They have a couple portions together, and uh, I really like that. But right after that hot start with Shingo and Kojima, we get the uh, the black hole that is Goto and Sonata. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man, but that's just like when magnets kind of push each other away or whatever. That's I don't know. It doesn't work for me. 
How do those work anyway, magnets? Ma- magnets? I don't know, man. There's poles and stuff, and nobody does. Not not even insane clown posse. No, no, no one does. It's impossible. Not even Magneto fully understands the power of magnets. It's true, but uh, yeah. So, because uh, I don't think he's a magnet, magnet magnet scientist. I just think he controls magnet things. Doesn't mean he researched it. Like if I could run really fast, like the Flash, I'm not going to study the science of running. I'm just going to be like, I can run. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, Michael Fassbender is awesome as Magneto, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. So that guy's great. Yes, he is. All right. So Bushi and Ishii have a really good exchange as well. So, yes, I see what you mean by them going, all right, you're not in the junior tag league, but, uh, you know, you get to look good against the heavies and all that stuff. You're still going to job to him later on, but that's all right. That's all good. <laughs> Then there's this uh, gnarly looking DDT to the apron that uh, Bushi did to Ishii on the on the Hilarious. outside there, which was fucking awesome shit. That was great, man. You see, I just cared about this match more because of the simple fact that they popped out Honma for Mr. Bread. That's just that that one thing, and it was you know I stupidly thought Bushi was eating this, but uh, no. We, we start off with Kojima and Shingo, and that's how we end. And last of the dragon on Mr. Kojima. Man, they collided at 1.2, man. Like, they're both. He went for a pumping bomber. Kojima does a lariat. They just collide. and was just awesome. And then, uh, yes, the last of the dragon on Satoshi Kojima. And then after the match, Ishii. Is Ishii turning heel? What's going on here? Just rips off Bushi's mask like a complete jerk. <laughs> he's just mad you know and yes the chaos boys are heels so yes they are um 100 um especially against lij but yeah, yeah i you know the the exchanges between bushi and ishi are amazing bushi wins a strike exchange with ishi which is awesome and that cell that you were talking about where there's this ddt and then ishi just kind of is hung up in the ropes just upside down that is um there's a wrestler. If you've never heard of him, you need to watch him. His name's Kikitaru, and he is a classic comedy wrestler from Japan. And he wears this goofy mask that, like, the guy has a hat on. The, the, the mask has a hat on and ears and everything. It's like a whole dude's face. And if, like, one of his spots is he'll run the ropes and somebody trips him, and he just fucking does that into the ropes and just stays there until someone comes and gets him out. <laughs> it's really <laughs> funny. So I was like, oh, Kikitaru, that's great. Um, that was good shit. But, uh, yeah, this match is fun. It's the Bushi redemption story, and and that's good. I think all this is heating him up for the best of Super Juniors, hopefully, too. So that's good because he had a really good one last year, not necessarily points-wise, but performance-wise, certainly. Absolutely. And, uh, all right, so we're, we're back into our tournament here with uh, a match I thought was – I really like this match, dude. It's uh, – Katamaru and El Desperado versus Gato and Dick Togo. And <clears throat> did I miss something, man? Because for some reason, maybe Togo said something in a backstage comment or something like that because fucking El Desperado just goes for him and Togo's like, whoa, 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 hold your roll. But uh, Togo gets his ass kicked for a good long while before they turn the tables and uh, – Gato and Togo are fucking uh, Katamaro's legs up with chairs. Figured Togo manages to get out of this numero dos, but uh, El Desperado 
puts the hold on again for a few seconds just to make him feel it. I don't know, man. ELP does not like Dick. He does not like him at all. It's awesome. Togo hits a pedigree. Have I seen him do that before? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of his moves. Yeah. He hits a pedigree on El Desperado, and we get, like, this massive chump bump. Like, super massive (laughs) chump bump. And, uh, but uh, by the way, there's, like, these brass knuckles to El Desperado by Gato. But uh, low blow and deep impact on Gato by Katamaru. And Katamaru's gotten both the pins. Suzuki Goon 4 and Fire East Connection, a.k.a. Blacksmith Dick, at zero. And I will be surprised if they get any points, those two. But yeah. they're super fun. I like them. Yeah, they may. I mean, like I said, the Katamaru and Desperado are supposed to be, like, in the mix here. But will, you know, there'll be some tiebreaker at the end or something that'll kick mm. them out, I'm sure. But, uh Anyway, I, this match has a really funny part, and that is that Kanemaru is the babyface in peril for most of yes. the match. That, that is really funny. So, um, and my notes say that uh, Gato uses brass pickles on uh, El Desperado. So, um, all right. Well, they both rhyme, so why not? Yep. Brass pickles. Yep. Oh, that was it. That's, uh, yeah, I, that's a joke that you made about brass pickles that I didn't get, so I'm sorry. Well, there's um, there's no joke. That's just what autocorrect return, you know, made oh, knuckles into pickles. I don't know why. Fair enough. Okay, so now we got Flying Tigers versus Rapongi 3K. And uh, once again, awful jazz. I can't believe that's an actual wrestling intro that people approved. That's a rib. It's got to be a rib, dude. Tell me it's a rib. That that theme tune, like they're taking the piss. It's not even jazz. It's just like, it's it's just random piano notes. Dude, That's like... it's what would happen if elevator music suddenly got fucking intense for some reason. Like you're Isn't in the it? elevator, you're in the elevator, and it's like do 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 do, and then that that theme starts and it's fuck it's it's awful. I hate it. It's really bad music. And I need to bring it up every single time. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. So yeah. <laughs> At one well, point, hey, we'll like, take that. We'll take that theme song. We'll put it on a, a thumb drive and fucking chuck that thing in the goddamn Tiber. That's right. Uh, whoever composed that theme, Tiber. Whoever composed that album, uh, also. Uh, I tell you so. what. If I ever go to Rome, like I'm gonna get arrested because they're just gonna be like. You know, like you brought all this shit and you're just throwing it all in the Tiber River that you can't do that anymore. You know, and I'm like, hey, I read the history. They said, chuck the shit in there. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you. You mean you read the history, but you didn't read to see if they updated the laws for like from like 2000 years ago. And that's hey, man, I, I live by, you know, ancient. <laughs> well, you just tell them when they have a go at you. You say, look, when in Rome. Dude, it was the Romans. Romans That's right, you know. There's there a go. there's a funny uh a podcast called that when in Rome and uh it's it's about Rome it turns out. That is Wow, we're getting sidetracked. Something shocking. I'm blaming you, dude. But uh okay. all right, I'm blaming myself too. But uh what is it about Rome? If you study you're doing more Roman history stuff, are you? I can't stop. You can't stop. Won't stop. 
Never no, I won't. I can. Yeah. It's like it's just this is one of those things. And in fact, later today, um, if it doesn't rain, I'm going to go visit. Uh, I just found out recently that a a exact copy uh, of the Capitol Line Wolf statue is like 10, 15 miles from me. And I might go check it out today. I've been I've been waiting for a good day when I don't have to work. And uh, this might be the day. So. All right. Well, you'll have to let us all know how it goes. Yeah, all that's I mean, I'm sure everyone's on the edge of their seat. They're like, I know exactly what the Capital Line Wolf is. And and, you know, I can't wait to hear all about that. I mean, that's exciting. That's right. I'm, I'm, interesting, I'm interesting, interesting thing about the Capital Line Wolf, the original statue. One time somebody was threatening to throw it in the Tiber and they just didn't. They were like, nah, we're not going to do that. So <laughs> That's real, by the way. So. I blame this whole tangent on you and that shitty jazz music. I don't know if he's responsible <laughs> for it, but he's the one we don't like, so I'm blaming him. <laughs> All right. So there's one point at the start where Tiger Mask kicks Yo or something like that, but it looks like he actually got him legit in the nuts. Cause, yeah. Because Yo doubles over, but the ref doesn't do anything because it's not supposed to be a low blow. <laughs> and, yeah, there's some really cool uh, kicking offense by Robbie and Tiger. I thought this was great stuff with like uh, Robbie doing most of the heavy lifting here and Tiger comes in, runs interference and and goes back out. Also doing another cool suicide dive, taking out show near the end. And uh, Robbie Eagles fucks Yo's legs up with the 450 and then with the uh, Miller's Crossing special. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> I love that movie. I oh, love the part. Oh, Danny boy with the machine gun and all that shit. That's fucking amazing. I love that part. Oh, man. I have to, I might rewatch that. I've only done one Coen Brothers movie for the reviews. But, oh, uh, man, come on. I, I have an impression from that movie, and it's Benny. Anytime there's this character by John Turturro, anytime someone's going to kill him, he, which is a lot in that movie, he just, he falls to his knees and he goes, you're not a killer. Look in your heart. Look in your heart. Don't kill me. Look, you're not a killer. And it's fucking amazing. He's so great. Anyway, um, I love that movie so much. This match, however, I do love this match, uh, especially yeah. the parts where it's Robbie Eagles and show just going at it. That shit shows really like, you know, he's he's coming along in this tournament and starting to like come out of his bullshit that he's been in for the past six months, you know? Um, yeah. Tiger, wait, what we got? So we got show and you know, or show and um, Eagles going at it. I love that. Uh, also, uh, one of the times when it's Eagles and both show and yo doing their shit, their tag moves, that shit too is really good. Tiger Mask is also in this match. And then we have a uh, 450 splash uh, with mine says the Cary Grant special on <laughs> yo. So, yeah. But yeah, Yo loses again, but you know, still a really, really cool match. I liked it. Flying Tigers on four, uh, Rapongi on zero. And man, whoa, we've got ourselves a really fun uh, main event here. I quite like this one. Uh, at least I think I do. It's uh, Way to the Ass Masters versus Shredder and El Phantasmo. Oh, yeah, yeah, this one. I, I actually, yeah. So the uh, Ass Masters. Right, they get red shoes to check ELP's boot, and uh, inside ELP's ELP, inside El Phantasmo's boot is like this insole that says "fuck you" to Gucci on it. 
But uh, this was really cool fun. Like, uh, ELP and Shredder kill Wato in this one. And uh, Wato almost gets a comeback, but uh, a pile driver. And uh, the uh, Bullet Club on four, Ask Masters at zero. But there's one point I want to mention, like, Shredder's saying to uh, Alphantasmo, use the boot, man, use the boot. And Alphantasmo's like, I can't, man, I can't. Because... uh, Obviously, he had to take whatever was in his boot out because they were checking him. <laughs> ELP cuts like this public service announcement. I think it was on uh, on Wato maybe or something like that. It's, it, then there's some goofy promo, I don't know. And then for some reason, Dick punches the new young lion. So, you know, there you go. As you do, you know. Um, Wato looked really good in this match. He had like all kinds of fighting spirit spots that were good. Oh, yeah. and, and I have that the CR2 on Wato. Uh, for the win, so. Yeah. What did I say? You said a pile driver, which it's 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 oh, basically yeah. the CR. That's, that's the CR two is a straight jacket version, which is super dangerous of the um of the What's the the move that Dick Togo did earlier? Pedigree. I can't. I can't. Yeah, that one, Pedigree. So it's like that, but it's like a straight jacket version, which Pedigree is, is a very dangerous move, um, believe it or not, and uh, because you can't. You can't protect yourself if you're the guy taking it, you know, so you kind of have to like it must be done right. Your arms are tucked away. You can't protect yourself. And if it's done wrong, oh, boy, look at be nice to the person who has that in their moveset. It's all I'm saying. Yeah, no kidding. Especially if they're the uh, VP of the company and, uh, you know, in charge of stuff and uh, definitely one of the best wrestlers ever who, you know, was never relied on gimmicks. Are you being sarcastic? Because I feel that sarcasm, because, I don't know, there are good matches in which he's involved, but he sucks. Now, let's move on. I don't like Triple H. I don't like Triple H. It's either, like, any of his matches that are good, it's either someone, like, just dying for his sins, like, like you know, fucking Mick Foley, or it's just some gimmick match, and, it, you know, and he's covered in blood and looks cool. I don't like Triple H. He fucking sucks. Fucking asshole. You know who else sucks? Uh, Randy Orton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't. We've we've uh, talked about it last week. Man, I don't like yeah. Randy Orton. I just thought like it was a point that we should bring up and just mention just one more time. But, yeah. <laughs> Fuck Randy Orton. <laughs> Throw him in the goddamn Tiber. You might have to cut him up a little bit though. He's pretty big. Ooh. Uh. Yes. All right. So, Super Junior Summer Struggle Night Three Still Corican, and we've got Yano, Honma, and Tenzan. This is Chase, Chase Jado, and fucking <sighs> Yujiro. There's a low blow on Jado. Made me feel like I watched the same match from two nights ago. Yado uh, wins. Uh, Dookie and Taichi are on commentary for this match, uh, and this was like, let's get all the immobile wrestlers in one match and let them let them go for it, you know? Um, yeah. So that's that's a thing that happened. Dude, this was a train wreck. I, 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 I don't hate anyone in this match, like, except maybe Ujiro and Chase, but, yeah, no, it's, yeah. Um, hey, young lion, is your arm better? We need yeah. we need some, uh, <laughs> man, we How need about some your nuts? Are your nuts okay? Let's fucking get in the ring. Come on, wrestle. Yeah. Get, get, <laughs> get the hell in there. Stop being a wuss. All right, so next we got uh, uh, Marka Bay and the Chaos Boys. Versus Lij, and you know it's a it's a solid match. It's 
pretty much the same match as the night before, but uh, with Mark Maccabi instead of uh, the bread man. And uh, I'm not as big a fan as Maccabi as I'm the bread man. But I was wise to it this time. I, I knew Maccabi was getting pinned. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. That's all right. Hey, I don't mind if uh, if they're getting pinned, if they're getting pinned by the champ, which is what happens. Last of the Dragon on Maccabi. So, yeah. Well, it's good I mean, think it's it's just <clears throat> It's just like, you know, it's fine. Well, and you got to keep Yujiro away from – uh, from Shingo because you know I mean they have a big singles match coming up uh, mm-hmm. so we got to keep them away can't you know maybe even like sign a hold harmless you know contract so they can't touch each other before because this is exciting stuff and we got to make sure we don't spoil it for everybody um, you know Bushi goes after Ishii again in this match which is very brave of him and uh, Taichi is on commentary we have Taichi and Duki on commentary tonight and Taichi makes fun of Goto for going to bed early on commentary he says, Oh, you guys better hurry up and finish this match. Goto's getting tired. I can see he's getting sleepy, um, which is true. He is old and a piece of crap. Um, and uh, the Ishii, Ishii versus Bushi stuff's my favorite part. Um, Bushi's so strong. It's awesome. Ishii tries to unmask him again, and they fight after the match. They're just, they won't stop fighting. There you go. I, I like it. I like seeing Ishii mix it up with the juniors, though, because he doesn't okay. mind selling for them and stuff. Well, he didn't he get pinned by Hiromu? Remember that? Uh, was or it no, Desperado. Hiromu? No, Desperado. You're right. It was yeah. not Desperado. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, that match was awesome, wow. too. It was oh, fantastic. Man. Oh, yeah, it was. All right. So let's go with a match that... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if, if this was an older match, you would have put this on a recommend already and we would have watched it. <laughs> Because uh, it's uh, Gato and Dick Togo versus ELP and Shredder. And the start of the match, <laughs> Dick Togo just lays down. Al Fantasmo covers him, but Togo kicks out. <laughs> Gato tags in, he lays down, and then Togo breaks the, breaks the pin up. <laughs> and he's like, what? His, his faces that he makes after he does this, he's like, what? I I can't. What? It's <laughs> instinct is what I'm supposed to do. It's like yeah, I can't help it. Look how old I am. This is an old habit. It's hard. It's hard to do. It's hard to do that. So yeah, this is battle of the back rakes. And at one point, one of them even teases lifting up Chumpy's shirt, and I was just like, yes, get him. But uh, <laughs> but uh, alas, that does not happen. This is like this is awesome because both teams just try every kind of heel shit that outwit each other. But there's actually some really cool wrestling to it as well. They they all go at it. And uh, there's, there's not one dude, but like two chump bumps. And and what a douchebag. Oh, Phantasmo, sudden death's Gato, knocks him the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> and Ishimori pins him. So Far East Connection, uh, Zero, and ELP and Shredder on six. I, I uh, interpret this as... Um... That Dick Togo just has too much fighting spirit. He can't just give up. You know what I mean? He can't do it, yeah. you know? And uh, they also argue over the heel corner when they first come out. Like, Dick Togo <laughs> and Gato, they're already in the heel corner. And, like, ELP and, and Ishimura are like, well, what the fuck? And they're like, no, you're over there. And they're like, oh, okay. I guess we're I guess we're Kong today. And they go over there. So, um, <laughs> 
We got ELP, of course, doing all kinds of awesome high-flying moves. Like you said, the double chump bump deal. But it's a pretty straightforward match for the most part after they get through the shenanigans. Um, we did get an amazing piece of offense from Gato, and it was a pop-up reverse low blow from Gato, which was awesome. I love that. Um, and like you said, uh, Ishimori gets the pin after the old sudden death. I thought this was fun. Now, I don't put this on the same level as any of those other kind of heel versus heel matches I've recommended in the past. Oh. I mean, it, it's it was good. It wasn't great, in my opinion. Just my opinion, you know. But I did like it quite a bit. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. And uh, next, we've got a match that kind of surprised me, especially with the finish. Uh, I, I thought uh, Mr. Tiger was going to eat this for sure. But we've got uh, El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. And they come out, by the way, to Katamaro's music, not yeah, yeah. El Desperado's. So that's pretty nice, which uh, I guess means that he's going to lose, maybe? I don't know. Versus the Flying Tigers, Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask. This was super cool with uh, a similar formula to the previous match. Robbie doing a lot of the uh, the selling and, the, and a lot of the in-ring with uh, Tiger coming in to break things up from time to time. But it's cool to see uh, El Desperado and Robbie going at it again. But uh, I really like Katamaro versus Eagles as well. I, I thought I don't know what is it about this tournament. Katamaro just I don't know what is he doing that is getting my attention. So, Mister Andy, what is it? He's trying harder and he's doing cooler shit and he's selling more and like he's you know everybody's stepping their game up a little bit in this tournament and so like I think that you know what's the deal? Okay, so like you can't. In a physical sport, you know, it's it's probably not wise to go all out always yeah. because you're going to die. You know what I mean? And like literally you can die doing that. And so like a lot of times guys like Kanemaru, they're just coasting so that when he can kick it in high gear, it's obvious he's kicking it in high gear. So here we are. Yep. So uh, I guess I like uh, I guess I like big match Kanemaru. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Who won? All right, so uh, I thought for for a minute here, because they've been doing this mini build-up of Kanemaru, I was like, are they hitting him up here? Is he going to get a surprise pin over Eagles? That made me believe that, but I may had a, I had another theory which which may come to pass. I, I don't know if I said it on the show, but I told you. But yes, anyway, a good mm-hmm. yeah, uh, but uh, it's a 450 on the leg, and then, uh, I don't know, Miller Lite special. Have we done Miller Lite yet? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're, ru- you're, ru- you're you're ruining the joke, but it's fine. Uh, I mean, mine says Edward G. Robinson special, so I so I don't know who Miller Lite is, but um, who's the who's what's the name of the guy from um, My Three Dads? What's his Fred McMurray special? Is that yeah? Name? There you go. That's pretty good. That's a good one. Yeah. Now we're talking. Now you're getting the joke. Okay. Yeah. All Fred right. McMurray special works. You know. So okay. All right. Um, might have to do uh, you know, the guy that plays the monsters next. So, or is that the same guy? Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about this match. It's fine. It's a match. I don't care. Yeah. What's next? <laughs> Sorry. Whoa. <laughs> Nothing on Flying Tigers versus Suzuki Goon. I don't care. Flying Tigers. But uh, Flying Tigers are six now and uh, Suzuki Goon on four. And next we've got the Ass Masters versus Sho and Yo. And uh, this is really cool stuff with. Uh, <laughs> With Yo getting his ass kicked for most of it. And I, and I <laughs> had the same thought as I had with the other matches that featured Joe is I'm like, out of all four men, 
uh, you're the only one I'd like to see lose, like, or, or lose the most. So I was like, yeah, that was pretty cool. And he got his fucking ass kicked because he got put into a dodon. Then there was an RPP. So <laughs> the ass masters yeah. uh, messed yo up bad. Uh, ass masters on two points. Rapunky 3K on zero. So Watto shined big in this match again. Um, he did a move that I've only seen a few times um, on, you know, I've only seen one guy do it here in the Indies, maybe two. And that is the uh, Tope Conhiro over the corner post and um, to the outside. And uh, Watto did that. That's the fucking cool ass move. And that's when he can bust out every once in a while. Um, you know, a guy that I've seen it do it the most around here is a guy named Myron Reed. Uh, remember that name, Myron Reed, because in a couple years you'll be like, oh, my God, who is this Myron Reed guy? Like he's he's awesome. And uh, anyway, it's always a fun move to see. So I was really happy about that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, fucking showing yo losing everything here. Um, you know, they're they're out. yeah, they're out. And, uh, you know, we're we're left to wonder what's going to happen between those two. And I would love it if they're in the same block in uh the sip best of super juniors or we just we just need that match we need show versus yo and that should be like a wrestle kingdom night one match you know or something like that so yeah i don't know i definitely like to see it especially if show wins well maybe yo would need the win more because it won't make show look that bad i don't know who knows who cares sure. all right so night four confused my fucking brain like i i just I was just like, what is this show? What What is it? I'm like, why have this show? Why isn't this just another Super Junior Tag League show? What What is this? What 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 are you doing? And the first match just makes my, my soul um, poop because it's Minaro Suzuki, Katamaru, and El Desperado versus Honma, Wato, and Taguchi. And I'm like, I've seen the Ask Masters and Kanemaru Taguchi already. What's going on here? We've seen that one, right? I've talked about. Yeah, they it. don't. I don't. They don't have any wrestlers, man. So like, that's the problem, you know. Um, and uh, I'm looking back. Yeah, it was night one. Yeah, so that's already happened. This is not a preview match. Um, you know, it, it's it's in the big venues. So and they have a lot of people there too, by the way. And yeah. it feels like it's uh, a big show, you know, and then you open with this. But I don't know, man. Yeah. So uh you know, um I it, it just felt like weird and kind of pointless to me. So uh Suzuki Goon do a three way stretch on Taguchi, but uh, this is my favorite part whole match. <laughs> Suzuki Goon are doing a three-way stretch on Taguchi, and then uh, Suzuki Goon looks at the ref and go and tells him to grab his other arm. <laughs> yeah, he wants him to help. Yeah, so uh, it was super fun, but it was kind of pointless. I mean, um, yeah, uh, got style pile driver on Honma. It was like Hanma versus Suzuki was like the big story of the match, which we've seen that. It's very good. I don't care about it. Um, what was match two? All right. Uh, match two is Yano and the Flying Tigers versus Chase, El Fantasmo, and Shredder. So at least, like, this is a preview match because, you know, it's a double preview match, I guess. Yano and Chase, uh, Flying Tigers, CLP and Shredder, they're coming up. So at least that makes sense to my brain. And I'm like, all right, cool. 
feels like a very pre-COVIDy thing to do to have previews like this these days, doesn't it? For uh, yeah. the tournament yeah. matches, but uh, and I'm like, ill. Ew, really? They're coming out to Chase's music. You've got Al Fantasmo coming out with you and you're not playing Headbanger, which is arguably the coolest music of the three gentlemen that are coming out. Like, what are you doing? Always got to mention the music. I'm sorry. It just drives me out the wall, dude. But, uh, you know, Robbie is uh, wrestling. He's ex-team members. I do remember that uh, time, those few times that uh, ELP and Shredder would just like, fuck him over for no reason like he'll <laughs> like he does the 450 splash and then uh ishimori tags himself in and gets the pin oh, <laughs> and then he, <laughs> shit like that and uh stuff that made him leave bullet club so that was uh, this was this was this was really cool stuff uh now uh there's i have to admit like this is i can't what what happened exactly there was this really fun moment with chase and yano involving the ref yeah, so they had uh, they both had turnbuckle pads, yeah. and they were just it was just fun turnbuckle pad shenanigans where they're like, okay, I'll put mine down if you put yours down. Okay, one, two, three, and then uh, Yana puts his down, but Chase doesn't, and then Ref's like, oh, you know, you know how they do the pointing thing, which is yeah. so funny to pop every time. It was a lot of that. Yeah, that was pretty cool, and that was like the first time this whole feud. I'm just like, yeah, all right, that was fun, <laughs> and then. Uh, like uh, the Eagles ELP stuff was good. We've yes. seen them mixed up a few times now. Please, are we going to get some kind of singles match there? I hope so. That's Wrestle Kingdom, man. That's what I'm saying. I, yeah. I was tweeting about that. I was like, we got to have this as a Wrestle Kingdom. But look, match. dude, it, it did something hurt my soul. Uh, seeing Chase Owens pin Tiger Mask oh, is one gross. of those things. It's really gross. And then here's a moment that just completely shatters my soul and brain. And I'm just like, what is going on? Because Chase brings out a strap. I'm like, what are you doing with a strap? Because for the last fucking two whatever weeks since you won that fucking trophy, you've been going on about how you want to make him. I quit. You even had your buddy bullet club buddies hold him while you held a microphone to him to say I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit. And what do you do? You come out with a strap. You look at the camera and you're like, I want a strap match, Yano. What happened to this quit match? You quit on your own I quit match. And now you're telling me that it's Yano's stipulation to have this I quit match. That's not how I remember it happening. And if I look stupid right now, that's fine. But if I'm right and I think I am, Chase sucks. And even if I am wrong, you'll still agree with me that I am right about that. So that just hurt my brain. But... And I just have to get that off my chest. And I hope I didn't wake my wife up. But that's why I thought if it was going to be loud, I'm going to be loud once, and I'll make sure it's when I'm going off and chase Owens. It's worth it. Actually, fuck him. Yeah, it was. I had I had a good time. It felt very cathartic. Did you have anything to say about this match? Yeah. Um, I have a bitch about the music, and that is that – can we get Go Tiger once? I mean, can we get that one time maybe? You know, I mean, I, I know ELP is the cha- – or uh, excuse me, Robbie Eagles is the champion, but, like, maybe you could come out to Go Go Tiger. That'd be cool. I That's, like, That'd be the nice best. to hear a couple times. It's, like, best fucking theme song ever, you know, but we don't yeah, get to but hear – he's the Kojima um, of the tag team as well, isn't he? Yeah, but we can't – I mean, who cares? Team. Who cares? You know, it would be fun. So uh, the it juniors' would. action is amazing. 
the juniors action's amazing. We talked about the turnbuckle stuff. Uh, we did not talk, you know, like he said, he, he busts out a strap and we're like, Texas strap match. Oh boy. So the, the vote is between an I quit match and a Texas strap match, which are both things that Chase Owens came up with for some reason. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. What was the next match? Yeah. It's uh, Toki Makabe, Show Enyo versus Evil, Dig Togo, and Gato. And uh, I think we all had a big, long Star Trek TNG discussion during this and the next match. But uh, look, all I could think of when I watched this match, and I blame you, I'm watching Makabe wrestle, and I'm like, wow, he's got purple trunks. Wait, that's grape colored (laughs) trunks. They're fucking grape ape trunks. He's wearing grape ape inspired trunks tonight. Oh, holy shit. That's really cool. That's true. He's a big fan. Yeah, it's it's a fine match, but uh, Yo can't even Yo can't even escape a loss during these shitty shitty six man matches. No, <laughs> and then Yo taps to Evil's Scorpion Deathlock. Okay, I got I got a great angle here. All right, uh, you know for for the Timekeeper. Okay, so the Timekeeper has been putting up with with Evil knocking him over every fucking show for the past year. Um, here's what I want. I want is, and it's, it's, this might be wrestle kingdom or something, whatever. So, um, evil's setting it up. The timekeeper's looking at him and he's got a little fear in his eyes, but he's got a little confidence too. And you're wondering why. And, uh, all of a sudden here comes, uh, evil Irish whipping dude into the, uh, barricades and, uh, the timekeeper no sells it. And evil looks terrified. Timekeeper stands up and reveals that he has an iron plate under his jacket, just like Bret Hart. Oh, like, like Bret Hart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my notes on this match. That was such a good idea, wasn't it, Bret Hart? Last match of his career. I, yeah, I really like that angle, though. That was funny it as was hell, you know. But, but yeah, he, he, you know, Colbert kicked him, and yeah, here we are. It's almost as if um, Goldberg. What is that word that starts with S? Uh, sucks. Yeah. Um, I, I, I did, I did, yeah, it sucks. I did get a little bit like I was when I was younger, I got into the bandwagon of it and stuff, but uh, you know, not for long. It's fine. He wasn't, he wasn't Disco Inferno, so I didn't give a shit. Fuck, man, I like Disco Inferno, fucking Norman Smiley, all these, all these silly guys. I liked, yeah, I, I liked how WCW did goofy. Maybe, maybe that's what I like. Yeah. They were good at All it. All right. Damn straight. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I'm just stalling. Do you know why I'm stalling? Yeah, because this match, I, I don't even have any notes on this match. My notes for the next match says, hey, how do you feel about the Ferengi, Luke? Let's talk about the dynamics between lore and data. And have you watched Discovery? I think uh, the Ferengi are greedy douches most of the time. Uh, what was the second one? Well, oh, let's talk. Uh, yeah. Law's a giant douchebag. Uh, and uh, yes, I have watched Discovery. How do you feel about Discovery? I like it. Like, um, I watch it with charity, so like it's just one of our shows. So I, I kind of like it in, in that respect. It's it's not going to be one of my go-to Star Trek shows or anything like that. But at least I can watch the entire thing and be entertained by it. Uh, we didn't even finish Picard. Yeah, that's so. I mean, you missed the uh, space uh, 
um, squid that's trying to take over the world, but it's a robot. Um, that's in Picard. That's real. Um, and uh, that show is fucked. But I like Discovery. It's got problems. Like to me, it's not you perfect, know, it, but I like it. Yeah. It's a little too like okay, we're saving the universe. You know what I mean? Like it's a little too much of that bullshit going on in every episode, but there's fucking fantastic Star Trek going on on that show. And, uh, I like, I like it. Um, it's, you know, some of the shit I don't like, but most of it, I really dig. And this, like, there's a really cool thing about the show is they've set up this neat thing where the, the season split in half, almost always where the first half of the season is one storyline. And the second half is like a, totally different storyline that flips the first storyline completely on its head and the twist in the first season was fucking awesome so i i you know there's good shit there are you up to date with disco by the way yeah nice yeah uh we we watched that the day it comes out so uh i guess that that says something whereas yeah we we got to about episode five or six of picard and we were like um, we didn't consciously say fuck that show, but we never reminded each other of its existence and, and thus never finished it. Which I'm bringing uh, a copy of it with me to Rome so I can throw it in the fucking Tiber. Fucking Tiber, right. <laughs> it's almost like The Last Jedi, a fucking Star Trek, but I don't know. It's not that offensive. I don't know, maybe. Anyway... This is it. Like, I'm sorry, guys. You've got more Star Trek talk than usual because the next match is Shingo versus fucking holy hell. <sighs> Yajiro is allowed to have a one-on-one non-title singles match with Shingo. Why? Fucking why? I know he pinned him a couple nights before, and I know he'd probably lose again to him now, but why couldn't this be Mr. Bread? Hell, Honma. Hell, Tenzan. Anyone, yeah. But anyone else? Bushi, Bushi. <laughs> Fucking Zack Saber Junior is not on this tour. Where's a Carter at? I don't know. Okay, okay. Carter may be going too far because you'd have to make that a title match or something. But some, what's going? What is this? Yujiro Shingo is too generous a wrestler because Yujiro is allowed to get too much offense. And I know Shingo's trying to do his thing to make it look like. That he that Yujiro has a chance, but no one believes that for sure. He has no chance ever. Evil and Dick Togo come out. There's a fucking beatdown. It's a DQ. Thanks for fucking wasting my time, WWE style. What was this? What was the next match? All right. So the next match. <clears throat> this is really cool stuff. We got Bushi, Sonata, and Naito. Versus the Chaos Boys. This is their ninth defense, man. That's insane. Nine defenses. That's like crazy Akata territory there. That's that's that blows my mind. Yoshihashi, everyone, record-breaking champion. But uh, I feel like I just talked a long time about how much that match hurt my brain. So I'm gonna let you go first on this match. Go for it. Okay. It's pretty exciting, you know. Yeah. Um. I have my eyes on Bushi in this match because, I mean, he's getting all kinds of shit in on everybody, hitting top of oh. moves right and left. Ishii in particular is getting hit. He hits this thing. I don't know what it is. It's a crazy, like, side-twisting lucha suplex pin thing on Ishii. It's fucking awesome. He's busting out all of his, uh, all of his, you know, lucha shit. It's great. Um, and he's 
and like Ishii, like there's like many times in these matches where Bushi will hit a top rope uh, drop kick on Ishii, and Ishii bumps across the ring for it. It's fucking amazing. Um, but uh, you know, of course, we have Yoshihashi uh, and uh, Goto coming in the ring. They're like, "Oh, Bushi's doing good, and the fans like it. Let's ruin that." And so they ruin that, and uh, you know, the shithead team wins, and the good team doesn't win. And I hate chaos, and I hope that their whole team, except Ishii and Yano, are going in the tiber. So. <laughs> well, I really like this match. Like, uh, like, <coughs> excuse me. Ishii took the MX and I was like, all right, all right, Bushi, it's the only thing you care about apart from going to the islands. <laughs> Seems to be this six-man tag belt. It's like you're just obsessed with him. Um, I guess you're right. It is like this caveat thing. He gets to shine big time. They put him over huge, even though he, he's the one who gets pinned, gets to hit the MX. But uh, Ishii puts the brain buster on him and they retain and they've still beaten everyone pretty much except the Empire. So yeah, I don't know what's next for them. I maybe MetLife for their next title match. I I I'd assume maybe, but they tend to put a trios tag title match on uh, to break. They tend to be they tend to do that sometimes. They'll save some of those for the main for for a main show, or if they want to break up a whole bunch of house show feeling shows, they'll uh, chuck a six man championship match on. I think it's worked out pretty well. It's turned out some pretty exciting matches. I've liked this title run, unlike you, Mr. Andy, but uh, that's okay. Tiber. Yeah. Yoshihashi's penis would not fit in the Tiber. <laughs> it's just sticking out. You <laughs> <laughs> throw him in there, and it's just floating at the top, sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> How deep is that river? Nobody knows. <laughs> it's <great. Yep. laughs> Well, Luke, we did some fun recommends. So Adam Page was going to get this big title shot, and we're like, oh, shit, we're going to do Adam Page matches because he's really good at wrestling, and he has the best theme song ever, and he was in New Japan for the G1. And so we both did match recommends from the same G1 just a couple weeks apart, and um, – uh, what you uh, we can do mine first if you want. Yeah, because it's chronological. Yeah. Oh, it is. That's true. So mine was from um, G1 Climax 28, uh, tournament match A Block. J White. Oh, this is from July 30th, 2018. Is J White versus Hangman Page. Um. So we got Kevin and Rocky on the call here. There's a really big high spot uh, at the beginning where Paige tries the apron shooting star press and instead gets suplexed on the floor for his troubles. Oh, my God. All, and, and all the heat's kind of like focused on uh, Paige's back. And this happens in both these matches. We get this like crazy like pump handle, like deadlift bridging suplex for from Paige. So cool. I love that. Jay counters the buckshot lariat with a flatliner and a deadlift German. <laughs> Fucking yep. awesome. Um, Jay goes for one of my favorite moves ever, which is the suplex the dude out of the ring, a.k.a. the apple cart. And um, that does not happen, but it's one of my favorite moves ever. Yeah, they never do that ever. I mean, I've seen, I've seen it many times in person, but it rarely does happen on TV, right? So um, usually it's a tease. Uh, it's kind of like when they they tease that they're going to like superplex each other out of the ring on the top rope. It's like that. Like, no, we're not really doing that, but we should. <laughs> um, 
top rope moonsault to the floor from Paige. Jay pushes Paige onto the apron, and his back is all fucked. And and Jay tricks Chumpy and uses a chair on Paige, which is great because he has like one chair, and he's like, "Oh, I'm totally gonna use this." And Chumpy's like, "No, you're not." And he like grabs it and then slowly walks away with it, like turning. <laughs> Jay just grabs the other chair. This chair back where it belongs, and Jay just (laughs) runs and grabs another chair. Chumpy actually pushes Jay at one point and gets a pop from the crowd for it, which is hilarious. Um, Low blow on Paige and Blade Runner. Jay wins. You obviously watch this live. We both watch this live. What did you think of this on second rewatch? I think I liked it more. uh, The second rewatch, because I think I've grown to like both wrestlers more over the last. uh, Last few years, man, I've got a lot of, oh, man, this is some of my longest notes for a while. And it's usually because Jay just tends to do moves that I really fucking like. <laughs> he's our guy, man, you know? Like his first suplex is on the floor. He does some kind of pump handle backbreaker. Man, and Hangman does some crazy shit too, like this deadlift fallaway slam. Uh, some of those moonsaults were just... Oh, amazing. Like, I like that part where Hangman's caught in the ropes and he's getting wailed on by Jay and then Jay goes to bounce off the ropes to come back at him and then, boom, buckshot lariat. <laughs> oh, man. Twisting brain busters. Just, oh, this, this match just made me feel so happy. It was two big dudes throwing each other around for nearly 20 minutes. I was in heaven. It was awesome. And, of course, it has Jay being a cheating douchebag, but that's his character, so that's fine. Uh, he goes for he goes for one Blade Runner but gets spit on, and uh, <laughs> Jay gets so angry he swings a chair, but then he then he gets gets it kicked into his face. But uh, chump chump another chump distraction, low blow on Blade Runner. But yeah, Jay wins. I was like, yay! And uh, yeah, that it's both their debuts in the in the G1, by the way. So. Uh, yeah, awesome stuff. Uh, was it the W's? Yeah, it was. Yeah, because he's done three G1s now. JY. Uh, yeah, so I love this match. Uh, I I remembered the Suzuki one stood out to me more on first watching, but uh, I thought they were both pretty different, but both really good. Yeah, that's true. They are very different matches, but both very good in their own way. Um, I mean, obviously, we got this next match to talk about, which has a I think the ending is probably what makes people remember this one more. But what oh would you recommend God. for this week's? So. All right. So in between these two matches, there is a Hangman Page versus Togi Makabe match, which uh, Hangman wins. But uh, what I remember going into this match, what I remember was Suzuki saying some words about who the fuck is this guy or something like that. Like, who cares? Hangman who, like, whatever, you know, disrespecting him and shit. So uh, we've got Hangman Page versus Suzuki, August 8th, no, August 5th, 2018. This is their first meeting, and uh, Suzuki comes out as normal, then the Hangman's music hits, and he just charges straight in the ring and just fucking goes for it, just charges him. And uh, Hanmag, according to my notes, a weird way to type Hangman, he threw owls. Oh, that's great. But uh, Hangman throws El Desperado around for good measure. Like, he does his moonsault off the stage, which was crazy. And then Suzuki, Suzuki takes him out in the crowd after that and takes him to the good old woodshed shed and hits him with the barricades. Shit. <laughs> I love that. 
<laughs> man, and then there's this point where like Suzuki just like kicks Chumpy's ass, and it's like almost p- looked like he put him in a, like a wrist lock or something. And he was just like backing backing Chumpy up. Man, that was. <laughs> he smacks him. He smacks him across the face. Check our Twitter or Instagram out at Never Open Pod, and you'll see that video. He fucking smacks him in the face, and it just keeps pushing him and pushing him. And he only gets saved by Adam Page coming to do some offense. And Chumpy had run away. It's funny. The camera shows Suzuki like beating the shit out of Chumpy, pushing him up against the the guardrail. And then it pans over, and you see you see Adam Page starting to come, and it pans right back, and Chumpy's gone. <laughs> He's disappeared. Man. I hope Chumpy wore a diaper that night, and I'm glad he was wearing black pants. That's all I'm. That's all I have to say. Suzuki gets that fall, uh, that uh, deadlift fall away slam, and he just gets this fucking pissed off look on his face. They smash each other for ages. It's awesome. This is kind of a short match, but didn't need to be long. These two just like destroyed each other, and Suzuki's telling him to go, "Come on, boy, come on." Mm-hmm. All this, all this stuff. Hangman spits on him, and. Uh, but Suzuki, he fucking, he just gets the better of him, man. The old veteran getting this uh, young upstart gets him in the chokehold for for ages. The, uh, you know, and then uh, gets him to almost pass out, turns him into the gotch, and then he's playing possum, <laughs> man. Page because right at the last second he reverses it into the rites of passage and bang. Hangman Page shocks everyone by beating Minaro Suzuki. And that I think the reason I remembered this match more, at least for Hangman Page is because this was his first major victory in New Japan. Say that again? This was uh, Hangman... Oh, did I robot a bit? Sorry. This was Hangman Page's first uh, major victory in New Japan. Right. Uh, And it was against Suzuki. So that's probably why I remembered it for Hangman more. I guess because he won. Yeah, that's what I was saying, is the finish is crazy. Because, it. I mean... You know, it's it's a standard match as far as like, you know, babyface Adam Page comes out, he gets big shine, he does all kinds of crazy shit. He's even got Desperado to deal with, too. And so he takes him out. And that's like, you know, when he does that moonsault, he's taking out Desperado and Suzuki. But then Suzuki's like, yeah, I'm going to pile a bunch of shit on you and hit you with chairs that are not for wrestling. And uh, these are not like they're like the plastic molded chairs. They're not yeah. like. You know, like a standard chair, which I love that. I love when guys hit each other with the stuff and you're like, wait, that's not a, oh. <laughs> and the crowd Suzuki, reacts to it like, oh, my God, he used a real chair. Yeah, yeah, it works. And um, there's like, you know, this is brawling in the crowd, which we don't get to see anymore. And that's a part of Suzuki's game that's disappeared because it can't be there anymore. And it sucks because it was really fun. And this match reminds me a lot of uh, Moxley versus Ishii. You know, where it's like it's yeah. that kind of match, you know, and um, so they get in the ring after a while and they start doing the strikes and Suzuki's like, yeah, come on, come on, hit me. And man, Paige sells like Suzuki strikes so good. I mean, like he is getting murdered by Suzuki and it's so good. I love it. Now, I do have a, a, something to mention about the rite of passage. So the rite of passage is like, you know, setting a guy up for a, it's like a reverse um driver of kinds i don't know you it's like you're setting a guy up for the alabama slam but you just drop down to your knees and let him go right that's the deal um we have a wrestler a local wrestler here in our area and his name is ron mathis and he does that move and he calls it the ass to mouth (laughs) (laughs) so ass to mouth on suzuki for the win (laughs) oh my god 
This is great. And I'm so glad I watched this because this is, you know, again, it's not 2016, but this is another one of those like just awesome G1s where we had, you know, all kinds of amazing wrestlers in it and New Japan was in its prime. So this makes me feel happy to go back and watch, you know. Yeah. It was it was good stuff. Uh, you know, funnily enough, I couldn't remember who won the Jay White Hangman Page match. So uh, good, awesome. <laughs> it's always nice when I can forget the finish. It's all true. right. Well, Luke, what is your recommendation for next week? All right, I thought I was being clever, and I stumbled upon something that you might not have known about. But you're like, man, I, I've I've seen that match so many times. I understand all the Japanese words in it. All right, I'm exaggerating, but you knew about this match. But uh, with rumours abound that this man might turn up in a certain AEW, also with, uh, like, I guess, permission or part of his deal, he might come to New Japan. I thought, wow, a match with American Dragon? Is that who I think it is? Yep, I'm sure it was. So it's a match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight uh, tag, uh, Tag Titles. It's from March 12th, 2004. It's Jado and Gato versus Curryman, a.k.a. Christopher Daniels, and the American <laughs> Dragon, and Brian Danielson. That's all right. The uh, intro for Curryman, fucking fantastic. I love it. This is this is good stuff. Um, just so you know, too, going into this, Gato and Jado are like, it's, it's, well, just pay attention to the heel-face dynamic in the match. It's interesting. So there's that. Um well, that's good. I can't wait to watch that again. I just watched that recently, but I want to watch it again. It's fucking awesome. And my recommendation is a little different. This is something interesting. Um, so this is from 2016 uh, as well. And this is during the like Noah versus uh, New Japan feud that I, I can't stop living in that past. And I love it so much. So this is uh, Kushida versus Keno from Noah. And it is on August 21st. Uh, K-E-N-O-W. And uh, that's from August 21st, 2016. It's at the Tokyo Coliseum. Um, and it's part of the Super J Cup. So it's uh, it's Super J Cup finals night. And uh, this is pretty good stuff. I mean, maybe you'll, maybe you guys will be interested in this Keno guy. He, he has a group in Noah called Congo. If you've ever seen the Noah guys that are all dressed in red, that's him. Uh, in his group, and they're interesting. And one of his guys is the guy that just beat Nakani- or Nakajima and took his hair in the cage match. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, so so they're you know they're kind of like a, I'm not even sure what their alignment is, but they're a group in uh, in uh, uh, Noah. And this is you know Kenna's last uh, appearance in New Japan that I'm aware of, and he's a pretty good junior man. And so this match is interesting. You'll like it. Sweet. I can't wait to check that out. I have not seen that. I haven't seen either of the matches, actually. So, yeah. Yeah, this will be fun. So, uh, uh, you, were you holding on to that Curry Man match? Like, when were you going to recommend that? What are you doing? Uh, yeah, it's it's in my list. So, um, but that's okay. You know, it's we're going to get to cover it. It's awesome. How um, often have I brought up a match and you've crossed it off your list? That I've, I've, uh, is that the first time? Yeah, I think so. Okay, that's cool. I try to I try not to do that, but I thought I was being clever. It's fine. Obviously not. We're good. Anyway. Well, what, I, I do want to mention something that we forgot to cover. I'm sorry. Ishii Uh-oh. versus uh, Moose has been added to Resurgence. That's oh, yeah, going to be weird. About Resurgence card now. Um, that's going to be weird because Ishii is like 5'2", probably, 5'3", and uh, Moose is a legit like 6'3", 
nine, six, eight. So that's going to be weird. We'll see what happens yeah. there. Yeah, Ishii's pretty close to my height, which is not that tall. But if we got resurgence, we've got a dark match with uh, participants to be announced. So uh, I'll I'm going to go for participant B. It's me. It's me versus Jordan Clearwater. Ah, dude, spoiler alert. All right, so we've got Alex Cobb. Co- we've got Alex versus Carl Fredericks. Coughlin. 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 Right. Just remember, you cough all through the show, so it's Coughlin. Just remember, that's how you remember. <laughs> mnemonic device. <laughs> all right, Alex Coughlin. Co- Fuck off. I'm not doing it again. Versus Carl Fredericks. We've got Rocky Romero, Fred Russell, and Wheeler Utah versus Ren Narita, Clark Connors, and TJP. John Moxley and Participant versus uh, the Good Brothers. Uh, Leo Rush, Brody King, Chris Dickerson, Fred Yehi, and Yu Uramura. Wow, they're getting all of their strong guys in on the show. So, oh, yeah. Versus Tom Lawler, J.R. Kratos, Danny Limelight, Jarrell Nelson, and Royce Isaacs. Wouldn't you want to have a... Never, uh, now, hang on. Did you say Yuya is in one of those matches? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. So that's where he went. Okay, we didn't know where he went. And I didn't know until now. So awesome. All right. And we've got Ishii versus Moose. Uh, never open white. The reason I want to see this whole show, this one right here. I guess the next one's a bonus as well. In the Ishii match, I guess. But uh, I want to see freaking Jay White versus David Finley for the oh, never yeah. open title. Oh, my God. A never open championship match, Mr. Andy. It's been months. Wait. It's been fucking forever. And uh, we also got our main event. Here, Lance Archer versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. By the way, so Hiroshi Tanahashi wasn't on these whole bunch of shows, right? Because uh, I'd assumed he'd be doing something like flying over, maybe isolating, taking it easy and stuff, then getting ready for his show. And then I'm like, what? Hey, Ishii was on these shows. And yeah. and he's going over like, what? Are, what is that? I guess uh, since I live in a disgustingly under under-vaccinated country. Uh, that kind of just blows my mind in this day and age. But uh, all right, that's, that's fine. As long as everyone's safe. Do yeah, all the all the wrestlers are vaccinated, according to New Japan and the staff and, you know, Milano even, everybody, you know. So, um, oh, by the way, this is interesting, too. Um, Taichi had tweeted out during one of the matches um, that he, he said if this – it was, uh, like, certain pictures, like, if this gets, uh, you know, 1,000 likes or something like that, then Milano has to take his pants off. So just saying, go find that tweet and like it because we want Milano to have to take his pants off because Taichi said, I like people to take their pants off. It's true. And he does practice what he preaches as well. So, uh, you know, he likes taking his own pants off and he likes the act of other people doing the same. I mean, hey, you know, don't we all? (laughs) He He takes his pants off one leg at a time, just like the rest of us, right? Well, sometimes, like, you can just undo your pants and they drop, and then you can kind of just jump out of them. Have you done it like that? <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I guess so. One leg at a time is fine. We used to have a joke on, on our old show where, like, uh, you know, you know those tearaway pants. My buddy's, like, he said he wears his, his pajamas under those so that when he gets off work, he can just tear them off and he's in his pajamas and go to bed. <laughs> it's really funny. So. Right? People really wear pajamas. 
all right, I'll leave you guys with that that thought, that horrifying vision, and uh, <laughs> and say, uh, <laughs> in Shingo, we trust. Throw him in the Tiber. Yes. <laughs>